Podcasters assemble! This is Arjuna Gonzalez from Thoughts from the Level Editor. This is Troidal Power from the Power Playthroughs Podcast. Hey everyone, it's Rob, your friendly neighborhood comic geek. Hi, I'm Jason from the Drinkopedia Podcast. Hi everyone, this is Becky, Troy's wife. Hey everybody, sexy Matt the Pharaoh Wizard here. And this is... The Avengers. The Avengers. Avengers. The Avengers. The Avengers. The Avengers. What a cinematic achievement this film was. We were able to get a full team film where we didn't need any of those characters to really be introduced to us. And even then, we still kind of got introduced to each of those characters. Joss Whedon found a way to summarize each of the characters in a quick scene each in order to introduce them to us. Here to tell you about the first MCU movie to really bring this universe together. But it's bright, it's colorful, It is the film, I think, more than any of the other sort of origin films that really turned this MCU idea into a giant powerhouse. This movie was really revolutionary, especially at the time, because this is the first cinematic thing that's ever pulled together these separate films into one. Uh, It's really a sequel to, what, five movies at this point? I mean, it was only on the popularity of Iron Man and test screenings that led to them to go back and film the first after credit sequence where Samuel L. Jackson steps out of the shadows and mentions the Avengers. And it was especially revolutionary at the time because back in 2012, 11, comic book people, we'd have the small references, you know, in Spider-Man, we'd have a we'd have a touch of Stephen Strange here or a little bit of Oscorp here, maybe a mention to the Fantastic Four. But there was never going to be a moment when all of those guys got to be together in the same film. My favorite villain moment of this movie has got to be when Loki first shows up. Loki's entrance into the Avengers is interesting. He shows up when the Tesseract opens a portal to the other side of space, and he looks messed up up he's all sickly and pale and sweaty he just shows up looking crazy and he says i am loki Loki of asgard Asgard, and and i am burdened burdened with glorious glorious purpose it's such a great moment for loki just really showing that he is not taking any prisoner he's and he is not screwing around this time 
Marvel's now basically determined that he was actually under the influence of the mind gem, I believe, or the soul gem. One of the infinity stones was basically corrupting him. So Thanos didn't just like recruit Loki. He's recruited and brainwashed Loki. And honestly, I I can go with him on it because he looks so weird in this first scene. I wish it wasn't a, oh, look, so this is Hawkeye and something about he's up in his eerie. He sees better from a distance, which they never really get into. And then he gets hit with the Loki pokey stick, and then he's immediately a bad guy for the rest of the film. Uh, if you know Hawkeye's origins, he actually started out as a villain as part of a syndicate known as the Crime Circus, if I remember correctly. So maybe it's not that far-fetched for him to kind of start out on the other side. Loki has mind-controlled Barton, uh, Selvig, and a couple of other S.H.I.E.L.D. goons, and they're all about to escape from the base, and Maria sees them leaving, but, you know, she trusts Barton, so she's kind of okay with it. And then Nick Fury calls her up on the walkie-talkie and says that Barton's been compromised, and she whips around so fast with her gun drawn, it is fantastic. She is ready to fight. Maria Hill is a total boss. I kind of wish he didn't shoot Black Widow as such a sexual object. I think there's kind of a lot of that in there if you're if you're looking um, and are aware of what that looks like. And but I guess I guess kind of what are you gonna do? I don't know. That seems like the wrong way of doing it. It's no. The way you're gonna do it is you shoot the same way Patty Jenkins shot Wonder Woman, and you shoot your female heroes as a hero, uh, not as the female attractive sex character in the film, even though seduction is part of what she does because we see that. I don't know. I feel like I'm rambling now. Black Widow is fantastic in this movie. Natasha Romanov is getting interrogated by some random Russian dudes at the beginning, and they're uh, they're torturing her. They've got her tied to a chair uh, over a pit, and they're, they think they're interrogating her, but she's getting all the info she needs from them. We find that out when Coulson calls up to uh, tell her that she's got to come out, and she's like, really? I'm working. This guy's getting me everything. And the guy's like, I, I, I'm not giving her anything. He has. He's given her everything she needs. And then she just beats the crap out of all of them. Even though she's tied up to a chair, she's able to take down all of these goons. She's great. Black Widow is sent to get the big guy recruited to the team, uh, which turns out to be Banner. And there's a great long scene of her and Banner talking about why he's being recruited to the team and whether it's for his Hulk side or his uh, scientist side. And she's assuring him that it's just her there to see him and he's just being recruited to be a scientist. And in the middle of it, he just screams at her and she immediately pulls out a gun and points it at him. And she looks so scared the hulk is scary and black widow doesn't scare easily but she's smart enough to be afraid of the hulk she holds the gun on him for a while as he convinces her no it's just a test calm down calm down just wanted to see what she would do and then she touches an earpiece and says stand down because it turns out that the area was surrounded by shield agents ready to come in not that they'd have a chance of stopping the hulk but they were ready to come in and try 
I also liked Agent Coulson standing for Captain America saying, I watched you while you were asleep. Uh, I, I mean, I monitored you while you were unconscious. That, that, that worked. That worked. My favorite line of dialogue in this movie um, is when Loki is, um, he's trying to get all of the, the humans to kneel down before him because he thinks he's all mighty and powerful. And, um, and then Loki goes, in the end, you'll always kneel. And a man stands up in the crowd, an older gentleman, and says, not for men like you. And Loki replies with, there are no men like me. And then the man goes, there are always men like you. And I thought it was a really powerful moment of somebody standing up, even though, like, it was a really scary situation. And, uh, and then Loki tries to kill him, and Cap shows up and shields him. Yeah. I don't like the way Captain America looks. I, in general, I like the take. I hate the hood. After the scene in uh, Germany, uh, Loki's been apprehended by Captain America and Iron Man, and they're taking him away in a Quinjet, when suddenly there's a, a storm outside. Loki's looking a little freaked out, and they're like, what, are you afraid of a lightning? And he goes, well, I'm not overly fond of what comes after. At which point, Thor busts in, grabs Loki, and leaves. Iron Man and Cap go off to, to catch up with him, and we cut to a scene of Loki and Thor sitting on a hillside kind of discussing you know, the virtues of Loki and right and wrong and what should happen next. And then Iron Man comes in out of nowhere and just smashes Thor to the ground. And Thor and Iron Man start getting in this huge battle. Although a little cheesy nowadays, Thor, Iron Man, and Captain America are all fighting in the woods, just showing how, you know, strong they are, bashing off each other. And it's just such a cool moment to finally see these three heroes interacting together in a movie. It is so fantastic, and I loved it. It's the first meeting of the big three in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. For those of you not in the loop, the big three, generally speaking, in the Marvel uh, Universe would be Iron Man, Cap, and Thor. Uh, being the big powerhouses, the kind of foundational mainstays of the Avengers teams. Um, and they meet, and they're confrontational. Uh, it's it's a fight between our, our favorite heroes as of yet, and it's a, it's a fantastic scene. It kind of displays all their greatest aspects, you know, Cap's shield, Thor's hammer, Iron Man's lasers, and uh, use of ACDC. And it's, it's them being in conflict, but eventually, we, we all know, they're going to be standing back to back. They're going to be best buds at the end of this. So I, I really like that. I like the chemistry that is going in. It's a little bit more realistic than you. You're a guy. You're my friend now. Cool. Great. We're agreeable based on nothing. And Loki just sits up on the hillside and he's just like, this is great. He looks so happy. He's having so much fun watching them fight. Um, and they're just, I mean, they're just going to town and then Cap shows up and he hits them both with his shield to get their attention and then um, says something. And then he tells um, Thor to put his hammer down. And Iron Man goes, uh, yeah, no, bad call. He loves his hammer. And then Thor smacks Iron Man in the face <laughs> and sends him flying backwards. Um, and then 
Thor's like, you want me to put the hammer down? And then he, like, jumps up in the air and, like, flies down with his hammer into Cap's shield. And this, like, blue bomb goes off and, like, clears all the trees around the surrounding area. And then all of them are like, okay, we've had enough, right? And they're just like, chill. <laughs> I love as the team starts together, we get this introduction where, where everybody's kind of meeting each other. And uh, Tony Stark meets Bruce and says, it's good to meet you, Dr. Banner. Your work on anti-electron collisions is unparalleled. And I'm a huge fan of the way you lose control and turn into an enormous green rage monster. It's so good. It's such a good encapsulation of both sides of what makes Banner awesome. And I love it in this movie because Banner's character arc in this movie is basically that he doesn't understand that the enormous green rage monster part of him is also important. And Tony calls it out right here. Both sides matter. Something that Bruce really needs to learn. Calling back to Natasha's uh, interrogation at the beginning of the movie, she totally turns the table on Loki. He's just talking so much smack. He thinks he's in complete control of the situation. And she just keeps succumbing and succumbing and succumbing to build up his confidence so that he eventually reveals his plan, which is Banner. He intends to release the Hulk. Um, I think the scene with Black Widow where Loki is uh, locked up and Loki is, I guess, trying to get inside her head and mess her up. I think that scene will probably make more sense to me once I see some of the earlier movies in Phase 1, but I a lot some of that background went a little bit over my head because I haven't seen, I think because I haven't seen the earlier movies. Barton and a bunch of troops show up and launch an attack on the helicarrier. Um, the big moment of which is basically the ground underneath Banner collapses and he hulks out and everything is thrown into chaos. And as this is happening, Black Widow's right there with him and she's like, no, don't do this. We got this. You're okay. We're okay. And he hulks out and you get this wonderful scene of her running away from the Hulk and it is straight up horror movie again. I like it when the Hulk is scary and this movie does it really well. She's like running through this tunnel. I don't know what this tunnel is. It's like a tunnel full of glass walls. I don't know why it exists, but it looks great because we just get to see Hulk running behind her, just smashing his way through and it is completely awesome. Another thing, another action scene that I'd probably put under one of my favorites is the fight between Black Widow and Hawkeye. Um, when Hawkeye and his dudes are storming the S.H.I.E.L.D. airship. Mostly because they do a really good job in that movie of building up the history between the two of them. Even if you haven't seen any of the earlier films. And so you kind of understand what's going in to that as the choreography starts up, which was really nicely done as well. Black Widow and Hawkeye are both totally capable members of the Avengers, but they're also very outmatched by the rest of the team. But in this scene, we get to see them going full bore against each other. It's like a cool martial arts spy fight in the middle of this intense superhero action. Nothing that they do here is super, it's just refined. They are technical masters instead of being 
uh, endowed with superpowers that let them fight. They are just good at what they do. And of course, she wins. In terms of favorite villain moment in this movie, uh, Loki's the main villain. He's Tom Hiddleston. He's out there. He's being charismatic as all heck. Uh, but the moment where he kills Agent Phil Coulson, I think, is is a pretty seminal aspect of this film because, one, it's our first like character death in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Phil Coulson. Two, it's, it is Phil Coulson. It's this guy, this schlubby little, little FBI guy uh, who's been following around these uh, mythic heroes and just assembling them together based on what <laughs> you know he comes in in a suit and tie and he's like thor you're a norse god uh you want to be part of my bureaucratic uh special project and thor's just like yeah man I, I like you i like what you're about uh and we lose him uh to a deathly stab by loki i think that's that one solidifies loki as a villain villain uh not just like a hokey like i'm an anti-hero i'm misunderstood and uh, it really gives us stakes to the MCU because this is our first death and a seminal character, one that we didn't realize would be seminal until now. Now that uh, Hawkeye has been bashed in the head in his fight with Black Widow, he's come back to reality. He understands that he uh, was corrupted by Loki after being hit in the head. Interesting. I wonder if that'll come up again. As they're talking, trying to figure out what to do next, Captain America shows up in the doorway and says, you got a suit? Then suit up. I love it. That's what everyone wants. Everyone wants to hear Cap telling him to suit up. I have to put my favorite hero moment and my favorite villain moment together because when I think of my favorite hero moments or my favorite villain moments, it's the scenes that stick out the most in my mind are the ones where Loki is going back and forth with the Avengers. And the first such scene is the one where Loki is trying to use his scepter on Iron Man and because Robert Downey Jr. is such a good actor, he can make a dick joke work in that situation. In the battle for New York at the end of the movie, there's aliens invading, the streets are in chaos, people are dying, and Cap shows up and starts issuing orders to the police. He's telling them that they need to get the people out of the buildings, into the subway, they need to set up a perimeter, and these cops are like, who the heck is this guy? One of them turns and goes, why should we follow orders from you? And then Cap beats the crap out of a bunch of Chitari that land near him, just completely destroys a bunch of them, and then the cop doesn't say anything. He just turns to the other officers and starts repeating the captain's orders. Because when Captain America shows up, you follow orders. I gotta say my favorite hero moment was when Captain America tells the police officers to back off. And then they see him beat up some aliens and then they have to listen to him. This is really important because it shows that even though Cap doesn't have laser blasts and he's just kind of a strong athletic guy but how important he is and what he can really do and how strong he is as a hero, as well as how strong of a leader he is. The best moment is uh, that, that little spinny shot that Joss Whedon has of all the Avengers 
you know, back to back in a circle, getting ready to save New York City. That was just a perfect comic book moment for a lot of us back then in 2012 or 11. And it's really what solidified the Marvel Cinematic Universe to what it is now. Selfick has been under Loki's control through the entire movie, but he's taken a blow to the head now and he starts talking to Black Widow as himself. He's, he's managed to bust out. Just like when Black Widow hit Hawkeye, apparently a blow to the head can break the spell that Loki put everyone under. And he tells her how to close the portal. He built in a failsafe. He can, he can help her close it down. Uh, the Avengers, it's a great film. It's utterly rewatchable. Everything is great. We have a new Hulk, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And you have some really amazing moments, because Joss Whedon knows how to take a serious or heroic moment and then sort of pin it with that little stupid joke at the end. You know, the Hulk smashing Loki around or the Hulk punching Thor, those types of, of moments. So hooray for the Avengers. I believe my favorite line of dialogue from Avengers is, it's very simple, it's very small, but it's when Cap is giving out all his orders to everybody as the Shatari army is coming down and he looks to Hulk and he says, Hulk, smash. I just, it's such an awesome line. It's just this cheesy one-liner, but it's so amazing. It gives me goosebumps every time. So uh, my favorite hero moment is um, Loki is bragging about being a god and um, that he won't be bullied. Um, and Hulk grabs him and then like whips him back and forth like a rag doll and then says, puny god. The Incredible Hulk slams Loki into the floor of Stark Tower uh, multiple times. Um Mostly because I've seen that gif floating around on Twitter ever since this movie came out. And so now I'm like, I know what that is. And it's fantastic. By the way, I don't like Loki. <laughs> After they've sent the nuke through the portal, wiped out the Chitari, closed the portal and discuss getting shawarma, the Avengers all show up to arrest Loki, who's got some blood on his forehead, almost like he took a blow to the head. And he says, if it's all the same to you, I'll have that drink now. This is another argument for the idea that Loki was under some sort of mind control throughout the whole movie, because his demeanor is totally different in this moment. Now, it could be just that he recognizes that he's defeated, but is it really like Loki to ever recognize that he's defeated? Now, I think that blood on his forehead was actually supposed to be a clue to us that he was under some sort of mind control all along. And now that Hulk has beat the crap out of him, he basically had the mind control knocked out of him. And now he understands what position he's in. Um, so Stanley's moment in this movie is... Um, they're showing a bunch of um, clips of um, newsfeed um, from around the area, and there's a man playing chess on TV, and 
it's Stanley, and he looks over and he goes, Superheroes, Superheroes in, in New York? York? Give, Give me a break. break. Well, since this is like the end of phase one, like, of course, there are more dangling threads than usual, but the one that I think about is like, since we almost certainly haven't heard the last of the Tesseract because it it's it works as well enough as a it works so well as a MacGuffin. Um, does the War Council bring back its plans to make WMD out of it in some later movie, or is there going to be a new MacGuffin kind of like the Tesseract, and it will start this particular conflict up again? I don't see why they would be any more likely to trust Nick Fury's perception of the Avengers by the end of this movie, um, after what's happened, but, okay. Of course, the best dangling plot thread from Avengers is the introduction and the teasing of Thanos. You just know he's coming. And we wouldn't know, but it would take years for this to finally pay off. But just that initial, like, he is out there. He is waiting. It's this great nod to comic fans to know that this amazing character is coming. But to the new fans, it's who is this guy? What he's What is he all about? It's this just amazing moment that we're waiting to see get paid off. And it finally does, many years later. Dangling threads, uh, my favorite aspect of this podcast. Uh, the be- the the first like real kind of mystery. Oh my god, what's going to happen? Stinger of the Marvel Cinematic Universe happens here, where at the very end of the film we get the bonus shawarma scene, which uh, fun fact was improv. Uh, but at the very very end of Avengers, we get a very sneak little cheeky smile from Thanos himself. At the time, I didn't know who this guy was. I just knew he's a big purple guy. He was probably a Marvel villain. I didn't understand. Uh, but it's it's played by Joss Whedon's friend, whose name I escapes me now. It's not our current version we have, Josh Brolin. But it was a it was a real long te- like it's a it's a long ending tease that is now being fulfilled with Guardians of the Galaxy, with Infinity War, with the upcoming endgame. And I just like that back in 2011, 12. Uh, we just got that first glimpse and that it would finally come to fruition now. Uh, It's also a great look for Thanos. I personally like that look more than what we have now, but a cheeky little smile from the big baddie himself, big, big papa. So this movie is important to the MCU and in cinematic history as a whole. This is the first time this really brought this universe together yeah we had you know little cameos and little tips and tricks and little easter eggs and things in all the other movies but this is the first time we really see all these heroes coming together to be a team and the first time we've seen heroes in other movies get built up and then finally brought together as a single team It is an amazing event, and it really culminated this universe and really set this universe in motion. And it's something that many many studios have tried to uh, redo themselves and can't quite get it right because Marvel just did it so perfectly and right out the gate the first time. It is amazing, and this movie is such a pinnacle and tentpole in this universe. I love it. 
last notes I have to have on Avengers is this movie should have a special place in every MCU fan's heart because it, it was the first ensemble. It was the first thing that tied all these movies together. Phase one, Marvel Cinematic Universe, super revolutionary at the time. Everyone wants a cinematic universe now, you know? Uh, and that really started from this movie. Joss Whedon had an Olympian task of making these five movies all connect somehow, having all these different characters connect somehow into one kind of short, breezy, two-hour sesh that would make kind of sense to people who hadn't seen the other movies before. Because before this, uh, there wasn't a Marvel Cinematic Universe that, you know, that had set rules, you know. Not everyone knew to stay for the end credit scene. Not everyone knew you had to watch every freaking movie or else you're going to be lost. This was beautiful. Uh, I remember being, like, in high school and just crapping myself in the theater because of how crazy this shit was. Uh, And it's really every comic book hero's dream to see all their favorite guys be together in the silver screen. Uh, And so mad, mad props to Avengers 1. Special thing, special thing. So really the best thing to say about this movie is that it happened. And the reason we have all of the other MCU movies is because the Avengers happened and it made a billion dollars. Podcasters Assemble Probably is a production of the We Can Make This Work Probably podcast network. This episode edited and produced by me, Troidal Power. Find more of our shows at probablywork.com and learn how to join the initiative and contribute to future episodes of Podcasters Assemble Probably by looking us up on Twitter as at Casters Assemble. Submissions are always open. Thank you to everyone who was able to contribute to this episode. Be sure to check the show notes for links to all the places you can find them online. Special thanks to executive producer Tyler Thornton for keeping this show on track. Most of my exposure to Captain America and the Avengers has been through the old early 90s beat-em-up video game.
I had the Sega Genesis port of that, and so when I saw the Avengers on the list, I fought that little um, crappy computer speech line that start the plays when you start the game. The Avengers! And so I had to do that. Dangling threads. I was going to make another dick joke. <laughs> Podcasters Assemble Probably will return in... Iron Man 3. Loki is bragging about being a god, and... um that he won't bite the little bop 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 um <laughs> well, that's going in the end credits <laughs> <laughs>